Hey guys, how's everything today? It is Easter, uh, April 4th, 2021, and it is 9.32 in the morning. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I usually wake up to go to the gym in the morning, but for the last two days, today included, I just, either my whole body's sore or I just couldn't get up on time. I mean, granting you, I go home late from work. Then we put the kids to sleep because they always, always, always want to wait for us when we wake up. So it's tough waking up early. That brings me to the topic for this podcast, which is how are we going to get with Ramadan this year, 2021, still during a pandemic, but not during lockdown. So, uh, I'm going to go over what happened last year. Last year was most likely the easiest, easiest Ramadan I had ever had in my life. Um, For those of you who don't know what Ramadan is, it is the holy month where we fast. And we fast during the daylight hours from sunrise to sunset, which means we abstain from any bad things that you most likely would know. And also from drinking water or anything else along with eating. We go about our day. We do our five prayers, which is required in Islam five times a day. And uh, yeah, it's just how it is. So last year, we were on lockdown this time. And it was it was surreal, believe it or not. So... I live in a 700 square feet apartment with my wife and two kids, and I could still remember it. So, beginning of the lockdown, my daughter learned to potty train, which was awesome because my wife and I could actually focus on her. And also, my son was rolling around, lying down, but he did not know how to crawl within that first week of quarantine he learned to crawl on all on his own which was awesome so it was a good vibes even though it was a lockdown we tried to stay positive and safe then ramadan started and we were like all right i mean i can at least go to costco or to the restaurant get some groceries cook some meals and we stored in the fridge and that's what exactly what we did what i did was uh cook like chicken and rice my wife cooked some great stuff for herself early in the morning the thing is it's like we woke up at 3 30 in the morning and we would eat whatever we could but you tell me normally would you wake up or when you wake up at 3 30 in the morning are you hungry you know i mean we would wake up at 3 30 4 o'clock even and we would eat and then after that we would basically uh get ready, do our prayer, and then go back to sleep by 5.30ish. And it kind of, you know, gets in the way of the rim cycle when you're sleeping. Uh, That's why we would take naps during the day as well. But um, other than that, it was, like I said, pretty easy because we stayed home. We didn't work. We basically just woke up really late. And... Yeah, that was it. I mean, of course, we were hungry. Of course, we were thirsty from time again. I would still go on my morning walks or my morning hikes as well. 
Uh, my morning hikes would be uh, at the same place near the restaurant, Washington Valley uh, Monument Park. And it would be like two to three hour hikes just listening to podcasts or catching up on the news on YouTube and just, you know, thinking. Um, it was also much, much easier during lockdown to do your prayer five times a day because I wasn't working and we weren't really doing anything except for being around the kids and staying safe. Fast forward now to this year. We are still, in a way, quarantining at work. We are allowed 50% capacity, but it still fills up even at 50% because we took some tables out and separated the tables uh, per CDC guidelines. And it it's a bit tough because uh, we break our fast at sunset, right? Excuse me. So sunset would be right now, I think, 725 which is okay. So, but if you do the math, uh, 5 30, 7 30, so 12, 6, so 14 hours, 14 to 15 hour fast, which isn't bad at all, actually, compared to last year and the last few years, which were late in the summertime. The longest I could remember was 16 and a half hours fasting. Um, that's by New Jersey time zone. Now, some people, like my brother in law in the UK, has to fast for almost or over 20 hours because they are they have different uh, time zones and they're higher up on the uh, globe so the sun stays out longer and uh, in the summertime and it was tough for him but you know what like he's a trooper and everyone there you know you guys i just blows my mind how you guys can do it it's crazy i mean it's amazing what the mind can do once it put itself on a set track and a goal but um, this year, we're also working now, and we're working a lot more because we don't have help at the restaurant. It's basically skeleton crew, and it's tough because we're running around nonstop. I'm averaging on the weekends only, just the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, about eighteen to 17,000 steps a day. That's one of the main like trade-offs. Like If I don't go to the gym then I have to make sure I, I at least get 12,000 steps in one day. Um, other than that, I mean, my feet's been hurting a little bit. It could be my shoes because they're the uh, flat shoes. I might have to upgrade my shoes to something with a little bit of cushion so my heels don't hurt. But, you know... During Ramadan, we get a lot of people, because we're a restaurant, who come and want to break their fast, too, at the restaurant. So we kind of, like, have a system. We get their order, and we let the kitchen know that they are fasting, so they know exactly when to prep everything and send it out by exactly uh, sunset. That reminds me, I have to get dates. Dates are the one thing that most Muslims break their fast with, because it's... Uh, it's like a tradition that our prophet, peace be upon him, did when he broke his fast. You break your fast with something sweet, and in the Saudi Arabia times, they would do that because there are date trees everywhere outside. And dates are also really good for you. High in potassium, but also high in sugar, so there's a trade-off. Anyways, so we would get the dates ready on the tables and then get the food out right before fast. 
and we'd be running around. Plus, we'd be dealing with customers who weren't fasting as well, taking their order and getting everything. And, you know, pre-COVID, I would have employees who would get all of that done. I would break my fast with a little snack here and there, usually high in protein and low in carbs just to get me through it and down a bottle of water and then get back to work. But this year, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to, like, earlier in the day, pre-prep my meal, cut my chicken up so it's easier to go down and just get everything set and put on the side. And then when it's time to break the fast, take, like, five spoonfuls of food and just get back to work and then the occasion spoon here, spoon there. But I would make sure that everyone else would eat because I would rather not eat and have everyone else eat so they would be in a better mood than everyone not eating and being in a crappy mood at the workplace. Because in any workplace, you would want to be in a good mood so that way everyone can work together and get things done. So that's... uh. That's my take for this coming Ramadan. Um, also, another thing on my YouTube channel, More From Moose, I will be filming every day a Ramadan vlog, 30 days straight. I might do like a, a pre-vlog just to get everything set up. I uh, I want, like I said in my last podcast, I had won a Sony ZV-1 camera for vlogging and yet i haven't even had the time to open it i've just been so crazy um but i'm trying to make it a habit to do podcasting almost uh like every other day because i talk too much and i have so much on my mind and i view this as a way for me to just express my ideas so that way i don't go crazy um Right now, I have zero followers, which is fine. I don't mind that. Uh, For me, it's kind of like setting something up so that when I'm gone, my kids would have something to look back on. Because, like, all I have right now of my parents is just photos and a few videos, which, you know, I hold dearly. Um, Another, I mean, they're alive, thank God, so I can still make photos and videos. The uh, I have a uncle, God bless his soul. I only have a few pictures of him, but he was a huge part of my childhood. And I just wish we had video or more photos of him because he had taught me a lot growing up and he was always there for us. And he was literally the only family here in America growing up that we had. So... But yeah, I mean, the same thing goes with my YouTube channel. I just make videos so that my kids would watch it from time and again and just know that I'm there uh, for memories and things like that. But yeah, so that's uh, that's it for the episode today. Please like and subscribe to this podcast and also on my YouTube channel. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care.